If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The price was $10,000. I felt like Django trying to buy back Broomhilda. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. Welcome to the Dynasty Exchange. It's your main man, Michael Smith. You already know me. I'd like to introduce you to three of my closest friends. Uh, feels like I've known them my whole life. I've known these dudes for less than a year. Pretty soon, you will feel the same way. They will be your friends as well. I'm talking about Davis Nuemi, Dylan Egloff, and Josh Walsh. They are the Dynasty Exchange. This is our pilot episode. And I feel like the way to start this, fellas is to tell everybody how this relationship began, how this friendship began. So um, I'm working Thursday night football for Amazon Prime Video this season. And we're in Seattle late in the season. And my redraft team is kicking ass. So I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. Okay. And so I got this driver who's taking me to the Seahawks facility to go meet with Pete Carroll and John Schneider. And I'm just making a conversation. He's playing it real cool, real professional. Got the shades on, not saying a word. I'm in the front seat. It's just me and him. And I turned to him. I said, hey, my man, is there anything better than when your fantasy team is just tight? Like you don't have any moves you need to make. Everybody's healthy. You're rolling. You're looking good. And he's not saying a word. He's chilling. He ain't saying a thing. And I'm like, okay. This, this dude's professional. I get it. I was like, come on, man. Like, you play fantasy or what? He's like, yeah, I play a little bit. I was like, let me tell you, man, I'm the transaction king. And he says, Mr. Smith, you got nothing on me. And so we get to talking, and Josh tells me about this league full of people that I wanted to be among. He tells me about the Jerry Jones Yacht Club, and he tells me that they have their own internal podcast and a website and a charter, a league charter. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is my kind of league. How do I get in this league? And so he gets his friends on the phone. None of them believe it's really me. None of them believe that I'm really interested in joining that league. Man. And, and so they get on the phone with one of the owners 
His name is Basil. And I said, Basil, I'll buy your team. And he says, okay, for $10,000. I'm like, you got to be crazy. $10,000. Trash team, too. <laughs> worst team in the league at the time. Yeah. Worst team in the league at the time. And to make a long story short, so you can hear from these guys and enough from me, make a long story short. After a, at times, contentious, complicated, drawn out expansion process, they went from 12 teams to 14 teams, brought me in, and now I see why the price mm-hmm. was $10,000. It is priceless to be a part of Jerry Jones Yacht Club. And I said to Davis, Dylan, and Josh, yo, you guys, y'all could do a podcast because these fellas, they know what they're talking about. They're passionate. They're funny. They're good dudes. Um, and they're hardcore. They're just like me. So, fellas, congratulations. Welcome to the Inflection Network. Welcome to your podcast, the Dynasty Exchange. Josh, you want to lead off and say something? No, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, uh, I think it's a rare chance when you're just a pure fantasy player. I mean, none of us were in sports media. I was driving as a side hustle. I do real estate full time. It's such a privilege when you find out that the people who represent sports media are as hardcore as you are. Because when you got in the front seat and you were talking about your team, I was the first thought I had was like, this guy's casual. He's going to tell me he drafted on ESPN and he got like the 12 spies. Like, hey, Travis Kelsey's going off. But instead, you were talking about, I think it was Malik Davis. And that was where we connected. Is you're like, you got, oh, yeah, there's this guy, Malik Davis. I'm like, oh, yeah, I picked him up too. And I think right away, realizing that it, you weren't just passionate, but you were a culture fit and you were just like one of us. I know Davis and Dylan. One of know, us. They, one of one us. us. One of us. <laughs> exactly. No, ex- exactly. And I, I just commend your curiosity because the league is lucky to have you. If we never had a show, Man. every decision we make is what is best for the league. And my first call right away, the one person who I knew would do the research, would make sure that it was even mathematically feasible to join the league was was my co-commission, my secretary, my right-hand man, but biggest rival, Mr. Davis Noemi. I called him right away. And Davis, did you even believe me? Like I, I, I was in such shock that Mike was actually trying to get into our league. I don't remember the hullabaloo, but I feel like I, it took some convincing to get you to believe that it was real as well. Man, yeah, the second that he stepped um, in the call, the second I heard his voice, I was like, oh, sh-. Oh, that's just Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, yo. I was in a meeting, and then I took the call because I was seeing Josh's text like, hey, man, like Mike Smith wants to join our, our league. I'm like, man, get out of here. Like, please, like, come on now. But no, it, it really was – I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. So the guy that I grew up watching um, – on oh, around man. the horn, like, hey, <laughs> yep. hey, yeah, that's what I, I went to. I definitely, just, hey, around the horn. I came home sixth, seventh, you know, grade, and I would watch him kind of killed on that show. But I was like, okay, Mike wants to join the league, and then we started talking, and then we started to really like, okay, he's actually serious about this. So then Basil, who's who's like my brother in law, was like, hey man, sell him your team. Let's get Mike in here. But he's then I started to, right? Hey, hey he's terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad time. It was a bad time for Basil at that time, particular yeah. moment. Yeah. But, but the love and the affinity for Mike and myself really came when it came down to the 101. He had Bijan Robinson, and that was something that I coveted, right? And so I talked to Mike probably for a month every single yeah. day, and yeah. I got to see this guy's passion, his commitment to fantasy football, his um, 
obsession to say it plainly. And that's yeah. something that like, that like resonated with me because I'm the guy that's calling people every single day. I'm the guy that's, I'm doing it while I'm working. I'm, I'm committed to it. Right. So just to see somebody who was fully in and was fully bought into who we are and what we're doing. Um, Dude. I mean, I could not have thought of a better fit. We became fast friends. We became, we were kindred spirits. You're right. Like as part of the expansion process, uh, I got the one-on-one to kind of help me build my dynasty right. franchise. And Davis would not rest and would not let me rest Caught him every until day. he got the one-on-one. <laughs> but that just goes to show like how, how much I talk to these. It hasn't stopped. I talk to Davis, Dylan, and Josh every day at some point, whether it's text or over the phone. I even know that Wednesday nights are bad for Dylan. Cause that's date night. That's the only thing <laughs> that gets in the way of fantasy. <laughs> date night for Dylan, right, Dylan? Uh, yeah. My wife will love that. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. She respects it. She appreciates it. That's for sure. Yeah. But even even this past Sunday, I'm walking out of church, and Mike calls me, and she goes, "It's Mike, isn't it?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> my, my wife knows y'all numbers. When she sees y'all numbers pop up, she's like, "Is that Davis again?" She's like, "I thought fantasy." She's like, I thought fantasy was just like in the fall. Why are you talking fantasy in March? I'm like, babe, it's dynasty. So the other part, I didn't say this off the top. I didn't say this off the top. I This is my first time playing dynasty the 2023 season. I had always played redraft. I always mm. wanted to be in dynasty because I never really like, you know, I never found a group of guys like y'all. I never found somebody as hardcore as me that was willing to set up the infrastructure and do the work to set up a dynasty league and, and was into it year round like that. So when I found you guys, it was like, where y'all been on my life? But Dylan, back to you, though. Let me ask you this, man. Like, why do you think, because it seems like, and maybe it's just because I'm new to it, so I'm just noticing it. Why do you think that Dynasty seems to have taken off and is much more popular? It seems like it's, I see a lot of best ball, I see a lot of Dynasty, and less and less redraft. Why is Dynasty so popular nowadays? There's a lot of degenerates out there. Let's just say that. Let's start with that. <laughs> yeah. All but, four of us. It's true. Right? It's true. <laughs> yes, 100%. No, but I think in reality, I think the if you ever played franchise mode on Madden, right? Most people love playing franchise mode on Madden, right? Loved it. That's pretty much all I played, right? And this is the opportunity to do that and to draft a team and to build a team and to be the GM of a team year round. And so something about that and being able to have nonstop fantasy and have a reason to be checking in on the latest tweet or whatever this beat writer is saying or where this person's going or that person's going. I think it's, you just can't beat the year round ability to be a degenerate and dive into football. It gives you an excuse to do it no matter when. Yeah. Hey, I want people to understand because, um, Again, I mentioned this started with me begging to get into Jerry Jones's yacht club. I told told our origin story, the four of us, our relationship in this podcast. But Josh and then Davis, give the people a quick backstory on Jerry Jones's yacht club and the mission and the vision behind what we believe is the greatest dynasty league in America, if not the oh, world. No, it it is. I mean, no one's branded that. No one's tried to take the title, and we're going to hold it until someone challenges us. And the great news is if someone tries to challenge us, it's just going to motivate us to innovate and become that much better. Um, Jerry Jones Yacht Club was born out of a, a redraft league called Fantasy is Reality that had been started by a bunch of guys that went to high school together gosh, I think back in 2007, 2008. I was added as an expansion team to that in like 2016. So there's like long-lasting relationships. 
that have permeated into the league. And we started this in 2019 going into the 2020 season. And my goal is like, hey, guys, this is an experimental league. But I really think Dynasty is the only way for us to really feel like GMs. Because what happens in redraft is you can just absolutely swing for the fences, completely you know, trade away all your players and just go for it week to week. And there's no consequence. Whereas in Dynasty, you, you have to kind of wake up with the decision you made last night or last week yeah, or last yeah, month. the impact. And exactly. And so, you know, in the first year, it was really kind of new. We were all treating it kind of like redraft. And really, it was my relationship with Davis, who was constantly pointing out ways we could be better, ways I was failing as a commissioner. <laughs> because where's the written rule for this? Like, we have a league contract that I update every single year that's at least 5,000 words that goes over every clause of every rule not covered in sleeper, all because Davis was like, well, why can't I do this? And why can't I do this? And then can I point out, can I point out the reason why is because I'm the type of dude that if there's not something in place, I'm going to find every loophole. I'm going to take advantage of every single team and find every way to gain an edge. So I'm trying to help everybody else out by doing that. Mind you. Absolutely. No. And and, and here's what I'll say is it, it created an event. You can get annoyed or you can realize this is exactly what Roger Goodell is dealing with when, hey, the Patriots, when they recorded practices, was there exactly a written rule? It adds allegedly. to that experience. Allegedly. <laughs> hey, allegedly. allegedly. allegly. But, but it, the drama that you get from having to play year round, it's not just about what happens on Sunday. It's about how each owner and each person is leading their franchise. And, you know, this is a sentimental note. The thing I love most about Dynasty, it gives me an excuse to stay in touch with friends I care about year round because dudes, we don't call each other. Just be like, Hey man, how's the wife and kids? I'm calling Dylan because I want Antonio Gibson for a second, by the way, that's a real offer. Dylan, if you want to <laughs> stew that over. Um, but in, in terms of the vision, it, it was to make it the greatest league in the world and to make it feel like you are an actual NFL franchise owner. And Davis, to your credit, and I would pass you, there's still things we talk about we need to improve, we need to grow on because the journey's never done. We're wanting to constantly update it. Yeah, and I, I think a part of the first evolution of our league is the expansion. Like, that was the big test. Okay, is this league going to actually make it through the through the expansion? I mean, oh my God. there was so, so many points of contention. No, hey, people. I, I, hey, wait, what did I say? What did I say? I said, you know what, man? I didn't mean to break up y'all happy home. This, <laughs> oh, this, oh y'all going to be at each other's throats. Uh, Don't worry about it. Josh was like, we'll hey. start another dynasty league. We'll start another one. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a tough Uh-oh. stretch right there. From the from the people that had like the most interaction to the people that, you know, they'll kind of be there for eight months out of the year and then they'll and then they'll disappear in like the offseason. They all felt personal to that. They all had an opinion. But we started to expand, right? We 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 invited two owners having like Michael Smith being you know, being one of them. And honestly, I couldn't think of a better thing that could have happened to the league. Right. Totally. So there's there I I feel like for like dynasty leagues, you always have to be open to change. You have to be open to, okay, what are the rules and the things that are going to create for our league to be the most dynamic, right? So for us, that expansion took us to another level. You saw the engagement drive up. You saw people really have this investment of like, okay, now we have a shark here, right? Like, so we have somebody who's in the know, somebody who's coming in and talking about how he's in the finals of a a 16 or 20 team. I don't remember what it was, but it's like, okay, so we got Mike Smith in here. All right. I'm going to do whatever I can to embarrass Mike Smith, right? Because I'm taking pride in that as a dynasty. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'll be be, a hunter. I'll be the hunter. It's all good because I definitely want to get into y'all characters. Dylan, I'm coming to you in a second. But everything y'all just described only made me want to be in it more. 
Like the more people resisted change, the more we argued over how many guys got protected, the more we argued over how many times each team could get hit, the more we argued over whether or not the two expansion teams would get the one on one or the one on two. It just was like I was when I told Josh, I was like, hey, I don't want right. I don't want no handouts. I don't want no fingers. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna do this the hard way. I don't want no yeah. give me nothing, open up the door and I'll get it myself. Shout out to James. Hold up a second. But then he'd be like, you know, I thought about it. And I thought <laughs> no, because y'all was trying to protect like 15 dudes. Like I was like, yeah. there was nobody in the trying. We uh, one day in the future, we should do an episode on expansion drafts. That's like an off season episode. But for people thinking when Mike came in, obviously there's this celebrity status. We were all excited, but all the guys in the league were like, okay, cool. It's Mike Smith, but this can't negatively affect my team. It took us a yes. month and a half to agree yes. to get him yes. in the league because th- these are serious players. We're serious players that like, it's cool that Mike was coming, but you had to be a culture fit and you slid the slider of difficulty all the way up. Because we gave you beans to start with, man. Like yeah, everyone yeah, was like, yeah. "Here's my 14th best player, and here's a draft pick." <laughs> yeah. good, I know. Good luck. Um, all right. So listen, I want people to know who they're going to be tuning into twice a week. I mean, this podcast. The plan is to record Monday to be released Tuesday morning, Thursday night to be released Friday morning. Um, you know, we're not messing around. And again, that's why that's what attracted me to these guys is because. I saw myself in them, that they are obsessed. They are hardcore. But let's get some scouting reports because people need to understand who they're going to be yeah. subscribing to, who they're going to be liking, who they're going to be commenting to, who they're going to be following on social media, um, and who they're going to be listening to because this is gonna, we're going to give people some advice as well. Uh, Dylan, start with you. How would you describe yourself uh, as a dynasty manager? Myself, see, I like to say that I'm a little bit patient-aggressive. And I know that's an oxymoron, but I like to be patient when I make these moves, but I like to be aggressive when I need to. And so if there's a trade, I think you're an overthinker. I mean, I'm just saying, I think <laughs> hey, that's an overthinker. Patiently oh, wow. aggressive describes why your franchise is where it's at. That's all I have to say. Oh my lord. Wow. Listen, I get asked to say who I think I am as a dynasty player, and then I get absolutely I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Dylan, I'm just no, no, saying, I've never no. seen somebody talk themselves out of deals more than you, Dylan. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I love you for it. 100%. How many times have we had discussions weeks on end, weeks on end, and I'm like, ah. You know what? I could, I, I can see that happening. Ah, you know what, man? I don't know, but maybe I can see that. Happen. I really but you are my fa- but but you are my favorite trade partner, Dylan. Why, why do we just have we gotten done? The most of anybody in the league. Why do you think over fifty? Last time why I checked, we, it was over fifty. Yeah. Between me and Dylan, just off season. Yeah, yeah. I, oh no, I checked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's oh, really over fifty. Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's just you. That's, that's just you. How many yes. trades have I made with everybody? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, why no, do we click so, so much, Dylan? What was that? Why do we click so much as as as? I mean, I, we just we talk about it all the time. We get each other. We know we're intentional about knowing what each other want. We don't come at each other with some BS offers that we know we're not going to take. We know the guys that we're interested in. You always probe me with the. Bryce Ford, even if it's like Bryce Ford Wheaton or like these guys that like no one cares about, you know, those are my guys. And, and we'll get to it later, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a scout guy. I like my guys yeah. that I like, yeah. especially yes. college on That's how I got Ramondre Stevenson. I hit on those yeah. kind of guys. Like you just got to like your guys. So, you know what I like, I know what you like, and we typically get it off. But I, I understand where you think I'm an overthinker. I absolutely am. In a good way. That's why in, a good way. In, in a good way. In a good way. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would say I do overthink a little bit, but I do like to be aggressive, which is, and 
I'm an FTP player. F them picks. I do not pick them. I want to win the picks best time. that I can. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You'll have the no, first yeah, and are. then it'll be gone the next day. But you <laughs> have to put them to good use. Hey, Amen. But you put them to good use. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Dylan, you know your stuff. You mentioned the scouting part. A regular staple of this show is going to be Dylan's Debbie Deep Dive, uh, where Dylan is going to not only prep you, he's going to prep you really for, for the college football weekend because a big part of Dynasty is the long-term view, whether it's the 24 draft or the 25 draft, which is typically, you know, how far people go out when it comes to trading picks. Some people are taking for 24. Some people like Josh and, and Yacht Columbus take it for 25. But it's just like, like so, so Dylan is your guy. Davis, meanwhile, and you alluded to it earlier, Davis, uh, looking for every loophole. That's putting it kindly. I learned something about Davis. Dylan and Josh, I was talking to Davis the other day, uh, like one of the five times a day we talk. And I'll let him tell a story about he holds the record for technical fouls in his conference and fouled out. With like seven fouls, I don't know where they were keeping seven, six or seven fouls, whatever it was, it might have been seven, in like a matter of minutes. And that to me illustrates the type of fantasy player that Davis is. Davis wears the black hat. He is the guy that everybody in the league loves to hate, probably because his team is ridiculous. I don't know how y'all let this dude get this team. His team is ridiculous, but there is he will leave no stone unturned. He is relentless. He is cutthroat. He's a good guy. But the fantasy play, he, he, he's a dude, like, you want him on your team, but you hate playing against him. You like, hate he's a playing great human him. being. Yeah. But as a fantasy dude, everybody hates you, Davis. But I love Dr. Everybody hates Davis. 
Dark he is, he is evil. He is Bane. He is necessary evil. Go ahead, David. Describe yourself. No, so yeah, and what what like people? I mean, people really start to hate me to the point of where I think they think that I'm a bad person when I'm in these like negotiations. I mean, <laughs> I think there was a point where like Mike and I really had a falling out for about 24 hours, where it's like, all right, Mike is done with me. He said Hold we up. have closed our business. Okay, Mike called me so pissed off at you, bro. Twice, okay. twice, said, this has happened to me. Quick story. Yeah. Quick story. Quick story. We were working on a. We work. Me, the aforementioned Basil, Davis's brother-in-law. Me, Davis, and Basil are working on a three-way trade. We got it. We had a stalemate. I am trying to negotiate, like mediate between brothers-in-law. I'm mediating between Basil and Davis. So I'm going back and forth trying to get them to kind of like come closer so we can make this deal happen. Block us a three-way trade. I'm on the phone with Davis. Telling him, like, yeah, man, I'm not sure what else I could think of. Like, I'm pouring out my heart to him, and I'm like, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Call comes in. It's Basil on the other line. Mind you, I'm on the phone with Davis. Basil says, hey, Mike, Davis just sent me an offer. I got to take it. I'm like, are you serious? I said, I, no. I said, Davis. Never again. I'm never trading with you again, Davis. Ever. Yeah. He, he, he made a trade offer while I'm on the phone with him to the guy we were negotiating with. That's kind of what I'm saying. Here's something that I do no want to shame. talk about. And, and, and there, there is something to that. There are specific <laughs> owners in leagues. There are people that you're going to play with that you have to catch them at the right time. You have a Dylan Agloff who he's going to think in detail about it. So if he's at a place where he's willing to accept or Basil Cantu's at a place where he's willing to accept, you got to get the deal done then. You cannot wait. So, Michael, you and I have had these conversations. Hold a second. You and I have had these conversations where it's like, okay, the art of the deal, the business relationship, the, you know, us respecting one another, at least call me. Look. If the deal is there, I'm going to go get it done. And that, I think, is what will define me is that I will respect people. But I don't want you guys or my relationship personally to hold me back from winning these championships. I'm giving the suspect eyes to I will respect people. Um, I will respect people. Davis, Davis, as I told you, I don't have an issue with you getting a deal done. The issue was that could you at least just hang up the phone with me first and then get the deal yeah. done. Mike, that's all. <laughs> but that sounds, and all due respect, and this is what I told you, that sounds like a you problem because it's not like it's not like it's not like we didn't have that conversation. Like, hey, this deal is not going to get done, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm moving on. And I was talking to my friend, well, Michael Smith. You could move on. You could move on, but could you not? On. Like, why did you? Have, why did you have to Allen Iverson? Over Tyron Lumi. Why couldn't why you step over my dead body? Why couldn't you just wait until we hung up the phone to execute the trade? You are See, relentless. And I, I love that, you for it. Yeah. And that is where I would say myself and then a Josh Walsh differ because Josh Walsh is yes. very by the book. And he is a numbers guy. He is going to respect you when he's doing business with you. Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are the best commissioner that there is in dynasty football. I am going to clip. If we could just clip that and save that. Delete it. Delete. Delete. That's the first time I've heard him say something nice about you. Ever. I have never heard him say something nice about you like that. First and foremost, uh, just speaking to the characters that we are, I have told Davis privately, would you please consider a career in sales? Because this dude will hit me up in the morning with a template. It's a text template. He sends the same text to every member in the league to try to get a market 
on what he could sell his player for. So the first person that responds, he then goes to person two and says, person one told me I could get this plus this. So obviously it's got to be more from you. I'm about to accept the deal. It's diabolical and I love him for it. It's fantastic. Josh, let me jump in. Josh, let me jump in real quick before you go. That's why this is a good time to introduce Davis's uh, alter ego. Not really his alter ego, but this is why Davis is the value king. This is why he gets 99s on keep trade cut. He is all about value. I will overpay, which we'll get to that term in a minute. I will overpay for something I want. Davis is all about value and winning trades, and it works for him. Walsh, back to you. Yeah, no. So for me, I actually love the approach of always be willing to get the deal. Like there's every player's on the trade block for me. I don't I have to post them. You know, you can always buy a player for me, but I'm going to be honest with you about Except how I view Pickens. that player. No, he's not, you can come get him. You can come get him. What's trade me Justin, Justin Fields, your firstborn child. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. No, it's... Yeah. I think my the, the way I like to play is I'm a big fan of repeat business. And there are certain owners in this league that because I have done good business, and what I mean by good business is I just don't send a super low ball offer. Uh, we have a guy in our league named, named Sonny D, good friend of mine. He intentionally, if certain people will text him, he'll just auto ignore it. He'll mute it because he's like, nope, they pissed me off like three trades ago, so I'm done. So for me with him, I always have to start the conversation as a consultant. Like, hey, man, what are you looking to do with your team? You know, what makes sense for both of us? What's the win-win here? And so for me, where my franchise is right now, as well as how I like to play, I like to have a long-term strategy. When I started the league, in the first three years of it, I felt that at the startup draft, I'd given myself a three-year window to go chase a championship. That window has now closed. I've stripped it down to the studs. I've looked at it as a business and been like, okay, what's an asset that's going to for sure go up in value? And so I went to everyone was like, hey, you're a win now team. You're looking to go make a splash. You need to arm up and go try to make a title push. You know what you're not going to use? Your 2025 first. In fact, it's two years away. That's It was the cheapest asset I could find that I know is going to go up in value. And so I approached the sales that way. Hey, this benefits you. This benefits me. And so most people tend to take my calls. That being said, at times, I wish I was a little bit more villainous like Davis and really pressed on people's <laughs> emotionally low oh moments. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's great. No, you are. It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Cause sometimes I do think Davis loves rubbing salt in the wound, not because he enjoys it because he knows it makes you irrational. He did this to me. It's why Dylan's team is actually a playoff contender. No doubt because Davis was said he was going to tank last season, which he did most of the season. Then when he goes to play me, he activates, he had a great roster. He activates his starters. I had just traded for Justin Fields before he had started. I panicked, got angry, called Dylan and said, Hey, give me Jared Goff and Ramondre Stevenson. I need to win this game. And I traded and away Justin Fields. And he still oh, took it. It was terrible. It was oh, terrible. But I'm, I'm the win-win guy. I like to give actual f- football takes that I believe will be true, not just now, but in years to come. I don't play the markets yeah. up and down. I want to plant my flag on a guy and see him develop. That's how I want to lead my franchise. Yeah, Josh, uh, as, a, as a real estate, he, he approaches Dynasty similarly to the way he approaches his day job in real estate. That's why he is going to sell you this pen. Like We're going we're gonna to have various, at various points throughout the week, um, throughout each episode, he is going to sell you on a player that you need to draft. We're calling that sell you this pen. In case you didn't notice, uh, I'm obsessed. We are all obsessed with Wolf of Wall Street here on the Dynasty Exchange. Um, Dylan, give me the scouting report because you, you've been quiet. 
give me the scouting report on Davis and Josh. Because they, they ganged up on you, along with me, about you overthinking. Give me your scouting report on Davis and Josh. Yeah, for Davis, I, I coined him. Sure, he's the value king, but he's also Dr. Mr. Evil. Like, he's the necessary evil, though. Like, he's a necessary evil you need, and he's just – he will do whatever it takes, manipulate, lie. He'll call someone, like you said. He'll oh. text someone when he's on the phone with you. Am I wrong? Davis, you never lie. Okay, no, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's a difference between a lie and a fabrication, and I truly believe that. (laughs) That is the exact same thing. Your Honor, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell the truth. (laughs) Here, the difference is that a lie, the intent is bad. It's a there's a negative connotation. A lie, fabrication Uh, means I'm just utilizing maybe a mistruth to benefit myself. That's the difference. Okay, fine. Not a liar. You're a manipulator. When it comes to (laughs) (laughs) wait before Dylan, Dylan, before you speak on Josh, one time, yo, I had to talk, and I I did this. I I didn't have any dog in this fight. I just did it because I thought it was right. I had to talk Dylan into doing a great deal with Davis, and I said to Dylan. Dylan, if I were making this offer to you, would you do it? He's like, probably. <laughs> and that, that's how personal it gets between Dylan and I, Davis. <laughs> I have an honest with Davis. I, I, have I not, Davis, said you multiple times, there's going to be a tax on you, and I will not do any offer that I would typically probably do with someone else for the same price with you. I've been, I've been, <laughs> and that's, to me, it's notorious in our league. I call that the Davis tax, and that's just, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. he wears Josh, a black hat. Dylan, Josh, and Josh, you guys have known each other basically your whole lives, right? You and fifth Josh? grade, man. Yeah, fifth grade. Fifth grade. So been through been through a lot. We kind of ran the circle of life together. We didn't like each other. We grew on each other. We're best friends, and now here we are. So yeah, I mean, I, I love Josh, but when it comes to dynasty and fantasy, we just don't see eye to eye on player values. You know, no, I, we I try to get a deal done with this guy. But listen, I do owe credit to Josh for where I'm at as a franchise because last year I'm going to say the trade. Last year. I had Justin Fields and Kenneth Walker, right? Superstars last year. And, and Chase Claypool. I want to throw that in there, okay. too. I was going to leave him out, but Chase Claypool as well. So I, I, sent, him, I sent him a little deal. He called me. We talked back and forth. I sent him uh, Justin Fields, uh, Ken Walker, and Claypool for yep. Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson, and DeAndre mm. Hopkins. Oh, my God. Sent those young yep. cats over and got that. And then what do you know? I was – I was a start-sit decision away from being in the championship game last year. So it, let that be an example of Josh Walsh. He, him and Davis, he let Davis's personal offense get to him and tried to – he wanted to beat him. That's what he wanted I was to stirred up. And then when he, I was stirred he was up. stirred up and made an emotional decision, but capitalized on it. But, no, Josh – I mean, Josh has been the epitome of patience, and he advocates and stands and dies on the hill of 25 picks, although he cannot name a single 25 player. <laughs> but um, that's beside the point. <laughs> He's going to live and die on that hill. So, no, me and Josh have had – we've had talks, but, I mean, I, we just don't see eye to eye all the time. But he's a, he's a guy of conviction. He's going to die on that hill. So, more power to I would I would just add to that. I think it's we have different we have different powers. Something I really respect about Dylan is he is so correct about what he sees on film with player talent. There are so many calls I've had where I'm like, who is Ramondre Stevenson? And that was like three years ago in the rookie draft. Like, who is Antonio Gibson? Like, who is Jacoby Myers? And Dylan, because he sees something in a player, if, if that light bulb clicks, he's going to go get that player. And so I don't trust my eyes that much. I trust my ability to study, look at team history, things like that. That's why where Dylan and I, we see Dynasty so differently is we just rely on different sources to help us make our decisions. 
Yeah. Yep. And Josh is intellectual when it comes to it. So he thinks yeah. you, you call me an overthinker. That dude overthinks and overjustifies. <laughs> no, hey, that's a term of that's, that's a term of endearment because I'm the master overthinker. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing dirty sports scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. When I met y'all, I, you know, I instantly took to all of you. It, it really is it's nothing against the other members of the league. There's a lot of great guys in the league, but you guys just in the chat over text and on the phone, obviously Josh, you being the commissioner first guy I met and, you know, shepherded the uh, expansion process. But like, I'm like, there's something about these three dudes, like y'all dynamic as friends, as competitors. Um, I was like, there's something special here. To say nothing of the fact that you fools were doing an owners-only podcast just for the league. I'm like, well, let's just do this for real. Like, if you're going to do a podcast in your, in your spare time, you might as well do it on the Inflection Network on, uh, on iHeartRadio, on the iHeartRadio app. Um, so I guess what I would like to know from you guys, because what I wanted this to be, I'll tell you from my perspective, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get it from you guys. The, the rule of thumb because I've, I've done a lot of fantasy programming over the years. I mean, Numbers Never Lie was supposed to be a fantasy show on ESPN. Um, I hosted Fantasy Football Now on Sunday mornings on ESPN. I, I, I currently uh, host Fantasy Football pregame on Peacock alongside Matthew Berry, you know, who I work with at ESPN. So I've done a lot of fantasy programming. And the rule of thumb typically is that people don't care about your league. And I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I, I don't think people care about, you know, the, the, the particular players on every roster in your league or maybe even your team. But I think people care about issues and scenarios 
that they can relate to. And mm. when I talk, when I met you guys, I knew I could relate to you guys. And what I think this podcast could be is not only because everybody's giving advice, everybody's got access to information and statistics. But I'm like, no, these are dudes and Davis, Dylan, and Josh that you want to hang out with. That you, I want people to feel like I felt on that Amazon bus, Josh, in Seattle, that they're going to want to be in the yacht club as badly as I want to be in the yacht club. That's why, beyond talking about the news of the day or values for players and whatnot, we're going to take you below deck in just about every episode and take you inside the, the drama and the politics of the Yacht Club because I think you will find it entertaining. Josh, what is your vision for the Dynasty Exchange? Well, I think it's twofold. One, we want to make this a show that we would listen to that isn't anything else out there. So like, we're not going to try to sell you a draft kit because – Heck, we're doing our own research. We're buying them as well. We can do that. But I think the most valuable thing we can give the listeners if they want to be better players is we're going to teach you how to play the man and not the cards because there is no league that I'm aware of like the Yacht Club where every owner is dialed in. Every owner is going to have a say and it's each owner is unique in how to get a deal done. And you just watching us do that, you journeying with us as we each try a different method to bring our team success is going to give you real-time takeaway on how you should lead your franchise because every league has a type or person like me who's like, well, the numbers say this. Every league has a person that trusts what they see on the field, maybe not nearly as good as Dylan. And then every league might have a Davis who's just super committed, the first to the rule change, always reading the, the textbook. And you get to follow us and figure out how not only you want to be better in your league, but how you would try to beat us. And I think that we're not the only characters in our league. I'm excited to tell you about some of the other guys and the antics that we get up to because it is it's it brings me such joy just being a part of it. So, Davis, are there any, you know, for you, we've talked about this show at length. We've debated what it should be like. What are you hoping to bring to the table? And not just as a listener of other fantasy podcasts and a fan of the, the genre as a whole, but what do you as the value king think you're going to yeah. bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, I think for us three and four, with Mike included, I, I – I just want you guys to see joy like that. There are four dudes that are obsessed with fantasy football and for like you to see that dynamic and to see all the drama that goes into it, because in all the drama, in all of the, you know, business negotiations and the values and, and the uh, deep dive, you're going to get value. That's going to help inform some decisions that you're going to need to make in, in like your own leagues. Right. But the main goal of this is for, like we are just people that are obsessed with, with dynasty football. It's not 10 months out of the year. It's not 11 months. It's 12 months out of the year. We are on the phone texting. We are passionate. And I mean, this is just a testament to like, if you're passionate about something and you love it, you never know what can happen. And so like, that's just kind of sharing the story and, and seeing how like life works. And the fact that Josh and Mike happen to be in a car together. And now we have a league that is the greatest league in the world that, 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 that expanded to that. And now we have this podcast where we're hoping to make this the best dynasty podcast that you get, because you're not just getting takes, you're not just getting values, but you are getting context into deals. You are getting like, like relationships being broken and, and built. Um, and man, it, it, it's just there, there, there is a lot of value that you're going to get from this podcast because you have four real dudes. Yeah, I'll, I'll add to that real quick. I think one of the biggest things, and all three of us have talked about this, and Mike, you've been on this, is we want to provide you value and context. And as much as we mess with each other and dog dog each other, like Josh, the re we wouldn't be here if Josh hadn't commissioned the league the way he, the way that he's commissioned the league. Mike wouldn't be interested 
if he didn't commission the league the way that he commissioned the league. And that's one of his strong suits is building strong leagues. And Davis with the value segment and, and myself with the prospects. I, I think we just add so many different flavors to this that you're going to be able to get value in so many different directions. And I think that's what this show really will provide for you guys. I think it's going to be insightful. I think it's going to be informative. But most of all, I think it's going to be engaging and entertaining. Um, I, I, In my career, I feel like the best partnerships, the best shows are built on pre-existing relationships. And that's not to say that you can't take two, two people or two or more people and put them together and they can develop chemistry. But I don't think there's any substitute for people who have worked together or been friends since the fifth grade or in a fantasy league together um, who would do this and do do this in their free time. I mean, it's honestly like shout out to Dylan because Dylan, actually all of y'all, maybe it's because I'm I'm older than you guys and I've been married 18 years now. So I don't know because like, Davis, how long have you been married? Year and a half. Year and a half, Dylan? Five years next month. Five years. And Josh, how long have you been married? Five years, yeah. Five years, just became a baby. Uh, you just became a father, excuse me. You did not become a baby. That would be impossible. <laughs> Man, <laughs> <a> father. No. But I will give y'all I will give y'all credit. You guys will say, hey, Mike, I got to run. It, oh, it's date night, says Dylan. David's like, hey, the wife is calling me. Josh is like, hey, man, I got to go be daddy. I, my wife is over. I'm, I'll be in the bed at night. My wife is like, will you please get off the phone so I can go to sleep? <laughs> Fun you story. Know? Hold on a second. A funny story to that. I yeah. remember, I think we spoke maybe three times in one day. And then I come to find out later in the day, like, Mike, it's your wedding anniversary. It's real. It's so real. He's like, man, I would not have picked up the phone if exactly. I didn't want to answer it. I was it's like, not hey, your okay. I can multitask. My bad. I got to trade. I got to trade. Well, this is another league, but I got to trade done at a wedding. And I know it's something about getting trade done, trades done in interesting places and circumstances that make you feel really good. So I don't know if we got to deal with it on my anniversary or not, but it was, I had no problem talking about it. It was still my anniversary. I still had a good day. Why can't Oh, we did. We did get a deal done, but it was in another league, but that's okay. We're not going to talk about the other yeah. league, but we got a deal right. done. So I, I appreciate that. Well, uh, Josh, you about to say something? Walsh? No, no, I, it's just a great comment. It's like, that's what makes fantasy great. And like, it's for our listeners, like you get to do this year round. There's no other format in fantasy where you're doing this year round where you're involved in people's yeah. lives. And so it's, uh, it's hilarious, but I, I, I agree with Davis. I've gotten some weird calls at weird times from Mike. I'm like, Oh, you're okay. You're serious. Cause me and Dylan and Davis would do that all the time. But for you to yeah. be that committed was well, keep always mind, surprising. I, I get calls from Mike at like midnight and I don't know. West Coast. Yes, everybody should understand that. Davis, Dylan, and Josh are all on Pacific time. I'm on Eastern time. And I'll hit Davis, I'll hit Dylan all Davis or Josh. Are you up? I hit him with a you up text in a second to figure out a trade. But I just I got I got so much excitement and enthusiasm. Because, hey, I really love you guys as, as people, as friends. We become fast friends. Who says you can't make friends at 44 years old? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we become fast friends and, um, and, and competitors. And uh, the Yacht Club is one of the best things. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe This is the degenerate you're talking about. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I, this is one of the best things to happen to me in a long time, uh, joining the Yacht Club. But 
I really think this podcast could be special. I think there'd be a combination of insight, information, but also entertainment, authenticity, and relatability. And I think the people who are going to relate to us are the hardcore people like us that, that do not put down sleeper, that do not put down keep trade cut, that's constantly thinking about how to improve their teams. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to feel the way I felt about you guys, which is like, you know what? I could, I could be friends with those dudes. So um, that's going to do it for this pilot episode. Um, again, follow us on all of our social media channels. The Dynasty Exchange is the name of the show. It's the name of our uh, social media handles as well. Uh, follow Davis, Noemi, Dylan Egloff, and Josh Walsh on Twitter. Davis is the value king. Uh, Dylan is going to be bringing his Debbie deep dive to the table. And Josh is going to sell you this pen, uh, <laughs> convince you why you need to acquire players. And we got a whole bunch of other fun segments planned. Um, it's just going to be a great season. And I'm really excited about this podcast. So, guys, on behalf of the Inflection Network, thank you all for believing in us and for doing this. And uh, let's have a fun ride. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.